ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. We're some America listeners. Welcome to my 288th ever show and first ever Eclipse broadcast of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items of the week, as well as the event of the week that I covered. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, Obama Magazine. Well, lots of excitement nationwide for the eclipse I'm here in Boston, and it's supposed to potentially start in about a half an hour, so during the show, and uh, and then peak somewhere around 2.30, 2.45 Eastern Time. So lots of excitement across the country, and wherever you are, I hope you're all enjoying it. I'm going to start this week with my event of the week that I covered, which was the Connecticut Sun yesterday playing at the beautiful Mohegan Sun Arena. It was a important and fabulous game because what was on the line for the Connecticut Sun was their first trip to the playoffs since 2012, and they beat a terrific Phoenix Mercury team, 94-66, to at home, and... Uh, Held, of course, in Mohegan Sun Arena, right in Connecticut, not far from stores where UConn plays and is headquartered. And uh, so, bottom line, it is the epicenter of the women's basketball universe. And it's certainly reflected in the support for the Connecticut Sun. Uh, Yesterday was... Maybe the most spectacular weather day of the summer up here in New England, yet it was an absolute near sellout, close to 10,000 fans or thereabouts, and uh, high energy given the importance of the game, and uh, the Sun are just having a fantastic year under coach Kurt Miller. Uh, The key to them is their balanced attack. They had... uh, Five players in double figures. So they come at you from all directions, play a complete game, offense, defense, great rebounding. They run, and it was really uh, just something special to watch, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, uh, the excitement around it is just fabulous. Uh, They were led by... Courtney Williams with 16 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Jasmine Thomas had 14 points, five rebounds, and two assists. And Shakina Strickland 
made four three-pointers and finished with 12 points. And Alex Bentley came off the bench to score eight points. So that just gives you a sampling of the, uh, again, type of balance that they have. Uh, the Mercury raced out to an early 10-2 lead. Uh, it was 46-45 at halftime. And then the uh, sun just blew it open in the third quarter with a 19-4 run en route to a uh, 28-point victory. So it was really, really uh, a terrific day down there. Uh, let's not forget that the Mercury have two of the greatest players, certainly maybe perhaps the greatest player in women's basketball history, be it college at UConn or uh, in the WNBA. Of course, I'm referring to Diana Taurasi. And when she was introduced, the ovation for her uh, at the beginning of the game was spectacular, fun to watch, very intense, leader on the bench for pregame routine again, full of intensity. And then just seeing Brittany Griner for the first time at six foot nine, uh, she's near unstoppable underneath. And uh, but neither. Uh, were able to prevent the sun from basically, uh, you know, running wild. Uh, and the sun is just a great first-class organization. And the game presentation is just really off the charts. They have the solar power dance team, uh, promos, a couple of T-shirt tosses. And it is just really, really uh a great take. I've been covering them for the last number of years and have always uh, enjoyed it, but, you know, really never more so than yesterday with all that was on the line. So there you have it. The Connecticut Sun will indeed be hosting a playoff game, just a few games left in the season, and, uh, and then we'll be getting into the playoffs as we move into September. So it's going to be exciting down there in Connecticut. And uh, we'll all keep our eyes on the sun long term. And today we'll be keeping our eyes on the sun as well for the eclipse. Well, my highlight of the week was the Major League Baseball Little League Classic in Williamsport last night. Uh, a mere hour or so from where I grew up in central Pennsylvania. So it was just really fun to watch uh, the Pirates and the Cardinals. And uh, all the little leaguers who were there for the tournament uh, in attendance. And it was really just well done. Played at the Phillies Minor League Stadium. Did a lot of work to get it ready. And it was certainly ready. And uh, pretty cool with the Pirates being in it. Given they're probably uh, three to four hours of drive time away, if that. Um so, yeah, and, of course, playing the Cardinals, it was a very, very important game for both teams as they uh, battle in the National League Central. And uh, Major League Baseball just did it upright. They made it a spectacle, unveiled really, really cool uniforms. And uh, especially the Pirates, they just look great in their black and gold Uh and then they closed it out with a uh, 
a handshake line at the end, all of the Stanley Cup playoffs, or more importantly, a typical Little League game. So it was really, really neat, and the Pirates won. They needed it. And uh, so, yeah, so here we go. Baseball season, heading into the good stuff in the last six weeks. So last night was just sort of a taste of, uh, of what we got coming. Well, my low light of the week were the New England Patriots shockingly losing uh, their second preseason game in a row to the Houston Texans on Saturday night. I, of course, say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Trust me, nobody in Boston is nervous. And... uh, but you're just not used to seeing it in any way at any level. But it was an absolutely great game to watch. The two teams practiced at the spectacular Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia for a couple of days. The Texans and the Patriots were down there. Uh, they got to know each other a little bit leading up to the game, and it really reflected uh, in the game itself. Uh, you know, a lot of expats. Uh, associated with the Texans, starting with head coach Bill O'Brien, uh, Mike Vrabel, Romeo Cornell, Larry Izzo. So it was great to see all those guys on the sidelines. I'll be at the Texans' sidelines. Uh, Brady and Gronk played, and Gronk appeared in his first uh, first preseason game since 2012. Amazing. Um, but it was great to see him out there. He was not targeted. Brady looked good, let a nice touchdown drive. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had his ups and downs. Um, game ended kind of oddly with a touchback when the Patriots were hoping to go in for a score. Uh, so it was kind of interesting to see. But it was really uh, one of the more enjoyable preseason games I've watched in a while, to say the least. And lots of other uh, interesting preseason games. Yesterday, Steelers-Falcons in Pittsburgh. And one of the great stories of the past year or two in college football as translated into the pros, James Conner, the running back from Pitt, who successfully uh, battled cancer, uh, drafted by the Steelers, staying home, shall we say. and, uh, And he played great. He just looked awesome, uh, ran for 98 yards, and he was a great runner in college, uh, both before and after his, uh, his illness, and uh, looks like the Steelers may have really, really hit a home run and uh, with drafting James Conner in, uh, you know, I think it was third or fourth round, if I remember correctly. Uh, another great game that I watched, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks looked spectacular uh, late last week playing uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jameis Winston, as we're all watching on Hard Knocks, looked just special because he is special. And uh, <clears throat> they just look like they're totally ready for the season. Uh, if it began tomorrow, uh, someone who didn't look ready for the season and now uh, is, of course, Jacksonville quarterback Blake Bortles, who was uh, replaced 
by veteran Chad Henney. And Henney looked pretty good. Bortles did not look good. Uh, in particular, just what could become his signature bad play if he can't hold on to the starting job. Uh, just missed a wide open receiver. And you could hear the groans and the booing from the crowd immediately. Uh, let's not forget he was the number three overall pick from Central Florida a few years back. And for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be really happening for him. But he also ran into a, uh, a bit of a buzzsaw because uh, it's not only the offense for the Bucks, It's also the defense. And they're good. And uh, so, yeah, it was... Uh, it was a fascinating game to watch, to say the least. And we'll see what happens. And after the game, of course, uh, Doug Marone, the Jacksonville coach, had a fascinating press conference where he basically said it's a wide-open competition for the quarterback spot. Blake Bortles, of course, as the number three overall pick a couple of years ago, has, has basically owned the spot. He's been up and down, to, to put it mildly. So we'll see what happens. That story bears watching. And finally... My bizarre story of the week is what's about to be unleashed upon us here in the next six days with the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight. Hard to believe it's this Saturday night in Vegas. It's already been bizarre with the tour and whatnot and some of the aftermath and things that have gone on. Uh, But something tells me we ain't seen nothing yet. And I'm sure it's going to get even more bizarre and will reach its height with the actual fight on Saturday night. No one, no one knows what to expect. It's really everybody, most people are expecting uh, Mayweather to knock him out. He's the boxer and it's a boxing match. Mayweather, of course, is uh, MMA. So we shall see. But a lot of money is going down on McGregor out in Vegas so because uh, he was such a heavy underdog. So it's going to be fascinating and bizarre to watch how the uh, next six days or so unfold with the McGregor-Mayweather fight. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, you're doing well, John. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, I hope we're not pulling you away from any eclipse parties or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just looking at a map uh, following the path, and it uh, looks like you're going to get a little darker down there in Alabama than we're going to get up here in New England. Oh, okay. I didn't realize I, I'm going to stay indoors primarily. I don't want to make any mistakes, Be uh, diverted to look at the sun because I don't have those special type glasses. <laughs> well, we're kindred spirits as always, AP, because I'm doing the exact same thing. I don't have the glasses and I don't know that I would trust them if I had them, um, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I hear you, John. Just watch it on television. We'll see it over and over again on replay. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, it should be starting here in Boston in a matter of minutes, believe it or not. I'm guessing not all that long for you either. It may happen during the show, but right now as I look out, you know, it, it's what I would call a bit of an odd light. It's a nice, bright, sunny morning, but it's less so now. So uh, they talked about it beginning at like, quote, 128, whatever that means. I guess that's when, you know, we're going to get the first inkling, but... I'll keep you and the viewers and the listeners posted, uh, but right now it's what I just call a bit of an unusual-looking light out, uh, and I assume it's having to do with the eclipse as opposed to getting, quote, cloudy. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, well, it's, you know, it doesn't happen every day. In fact, it's been 99 years, so we're checking out, but like you, I am not going to go out and take any chances. They, you know, I've... Uh, they, they they put me on alert. They said if you as much as glance up for a split second, it could cause damage. So why mess with it? No, no, I, I feel safe inside. I'm enjoying watching the screen on television. I can look out the window and see the, the lightness in the dark as it changes. Uh, so that's fine with me. That, that's satisfactory. Correct, correct. Well, me too. Well, another thing that's satisfactory is that it's finally here, AP. This is our last show uh, before college football starts because, and not everybody may know this, uh, I can't say that I was overly aware, um, but we have five games this coming Saturday. Hard to believe on TV, all of them. And, you know, really uh, good games all around. Uh, you know, I'll just start. With, uh, you know, Oregon State, I'll go in chronological order, Oregon State, Colorado State, 2.30 Eastern, Portland State at BYU, 3 o'clock, Hawaii at UMass, that's important, a mere hour or two away from me, 
at 6 p.m. University of South Florida that you and I know well, rated number 19, by the way. Uh, at 7.30 p.m., they're playing out at San Jose State. They are favored to win the American Athletic Conference. Uh, and I just saw them down at uh, uh, American Athletic Conference Media Days in Newport, Rhode Island uh, a month or so ago. And then bringing up, uh, lastly, Stanford, number 14, versus Rice in Australia at 10 p.m. That's definitely a set-your-DVR game for sure. Yeah, John, it was surprising. I didn't realize until uh, not too long ago that these games are one full week ahead of uh, the Labor Day games, the Labor Day weekend games. I thought maybe there'd be some Thursday night games. But well, I didn't me too. realize they were w- one week in advance. And I, I really don't know the reason. They're just, you know, moving it up more and more, I think, to try to, you know, get in what they can before the NFL, capture the audience, uh, you know, get into the Saturday routine. I mean, again, I'm like you, very surprised. Uh, I kind of maybe thought, yeah, the same. My memory is just a mere couple of years ago. You know, they'd throw a nugget out there on a the Thursday night before Labor Day weekend, and with a game or two, and and that was pretty much it. And then it was, you know, full bore on Labor Day weekend. But not this. It's a full week ahead, just like you said. And you know, every game is good. I mean, you know, has teams. You know, teams of interest. Teams we know. Put it that way. Teams that we will, you know, are worth tuning into uh, a mere six days from now. Yeah, absolutely. A team like Stanford, I mean, they're a perennial power in the, in the Pac-12. So you, you want to keep an eye on them. You know, when you go to a different part of the world, who knows who's, who's going to be uh, ready for that game with such a long trip. I mean, right? they're, pro- they're probably health- healthy, so they're all excited to start the season. Uh, you know, they they want to win the game just as much as, as Stanford. So you have to watch for those upsets when you're in different venues. You just you're not sure who, who's going to take advantage of the of the situation. Uh, then you have a team like Hawaii, John. Is there a farther place you can travel than uh, UMass, Hawaii? Maybe Miami or something like that. I don't know, but that's got to be right up there with the furthest you can travel to uh, schedule a game. Absolutely, six thousand miles. I know it well. I've made two trips to Hawaii, and uh, <clears throat> it's massive. Had the uh, longest flight of my life from Atlanta to Honolulu, and uh, let's just say I was going stir crazy. It was eleven hours long. I'll never do it again. Trust me. <laughs> and uh, so you know. <laughs> I don't know the arrangements. Uh, before I had gone out, stayed a couple of days in California. I once did Chicago, yeah, Honolulu to Chicago. That was massive, but I think that was like an overnight flight, so a little different. The Atlanta trip, and by the way, I always remember it. You'll enjoy this AP because uh, it was literally the day after the Atlanta Olympics ended in 1996. So I had a big layover. Flew down from Boston. I had like a three, four hour layover. The opening, the closing ceremonies, the Olympics had literally been Sunday night. And I'm there uh, with this massive layover on uh, the, the next day at like 11 in the morning. 
So I did what any good sports fan would do, AP. I just got in the cab and said, show me all the Olympic sites. Literally, <laughs> you know. And so we drove all over Atlanta, and I killed two hours waiting for my next flight out to Honolulu. So quite a day, to put it mildly. Yeah, that was the thing to do for any sports enthusiast, to check out the Olympic sites. I mean, not very often they're in the United States, and uh, you had a few moments, so why not check it out? I know that a lot of the people in Atlanta, they really enjoyed having the Olympics, so good good for you that you're able to to view some of the venues and the sights and sounds. Oh, it was awesome. Centennial Park, we, of course, remember there was the bombing there. I mean, you know, there's, there's like all Olympics, they were historic. And it was really fun to uh, bask in the glow, shall we say, literally 12, 15 hours after the closing ceremonies had ended. But uh, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, quite a flight for the Hawaii football team. And last year, if I, I remember correctly, UMass may have opened their season playing out at Hawaii. I think I remember staying up till one in the morning for that one. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, six-hour time difference. Uh, the day I was just referring to, the Atlanta Olympics Day, I mean, that for me was a 30-hour day, to put it mildly. One of the longest days of my life, literally and figuratively. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, – so that will be fascinating to watch. Uh, and, you know, back to USF. They have one of the top players in the country, one of the top quarterbacks, uh, one of the players of the year in the American Athletic Conference, Quinton Flowers. Uh, fascinating backstory with his upbringing and everything. Uh, but he is an absolute player, to put it mildly, so – USF is a team that really bears watching. They, uh, you know, they could do some great things this year. So they're going to get a good shot to, uh, you know, again, get it started uh, this Saturday. And they have a bit of a journey, too, out to San Jose State. Yeah, that is. And, and Quentin Flowers, as you mentioned, he's on the Manning Award watch list. So he's, he's a, a good, good, solid player. And, John, if you have excellent quarterback play, you can win games that, and overcome, you know, any deficiencies on a team if your quarterback play is exceptional. And, and everybody's going to be watching Charlie Strong at South Florida, expecting yep. them to carry on with that, you know, great record they had last season. You, you're traveling out to the San, San Francisco area, San Jose, play San Jose State. So they're, they're looking to get started and, and maybe be a team from the American Athletic Conference that shoots for the undefeated season and, and drives those pollsters and all the flushing committee, committee members uh, crazy trying to figure out where they should uh, put them in the scheme of things. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, AP, hard to believe. Uh, with all the Eclipse talk, we've already... Uh, uh, gotten to the end of our first segment together, and I should just say, on CBS right now, they are showing the Grand Tetons, that beautiful mountain range out there in Wyoming. It, it's spectacular, to say the least. And, uh, you know, with the eclipse, of course, uh, it's just breathtaking. And so if, if you're able to watch CBS, it's worth tuning in just to see those mountains, which I've always loved. And, uh, and oh, by the way, it's darkening significantly here in Boston. 
as I, as was expected at about 1.30. So let's take our break. And uh, still lots to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. You can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., just before I forget, we were talking a lot about California, Hawaii, and out west. Uh, The Grand Tetons on TV right now on CBS with the Eclipse. Uh, But... I want to ask you, how'd the rest of your trip go out in California? Yeah, it was good. I had a chance to, to visit with um, USC. Uh, they were wow. practicing that particular day, John, at the Coliseum. Really? So that was ex- yeah, that was fun. And, Not bad. Uh, yeah, I want, yeah, I wanted to drop by to watch their quarterback, Heisman Trophy, hopeful Sam Darnold. And yep. he looked good, you know, big, strong quarterback. I, I would say, John, that he is a mobile quarterback. I wouldn't say he's elusive, but he's a big, tall, lanky fella that can escape. But I wouldn't call him elusive. He's got a, got a strong arm. And, you know, USC, their their defense should be better this year from the people I spoke to at practice. They have some young receivers, uh, returning running backs. The offensive line is a question. And that's always a big question to me until your offensive line, if you, how you see them perform in some of these big games against the better opponents, uh, I, I feel kind of uneasy until I see them, how they, how they uh, can execute. Right. Sure. Um, so would you, it sounds you're, like you're describing Sam Darnold as maybe a Ben Roethlisberger type player. Is that sort of accurate? I think, yeah, yeah I think so, John. That's a, that's a good description. Sure. That's a good description. Yeah. yeah. 
Should be interesting. And, of course, as a, a Penn State guy who grew up near Penn State, uh, never forget watching Sam Darnold in the Rose Bowl. Uh, he was huge, to say the least. So I expect, uh, yeah, I, 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 he may win the Heisman. He, he's, you know, uh, that must have been really cool to see him. So so he's really big. What are we talking, 6'5", 230, 240? Am I right yes, about that? that? that yeah, in that neighborhood, John. And, and then the other thing, John, about their schedule, uh, the second game is Stanford. I believe they come to town. And then Texas. So the first three games, Stanford and Texas. Wow. Wow. So they're not going to be, and they're not going to be sneaking up on anybody. That's for darn sure. Uh wow. To say the least, uh, again, that, that Rose Bowl may have been uh, the game of the year in college football. I, I think a lot of people would tend to agree with that. Uh, of course, the side of the national championship game. Um, <clears throat> that was uh, that was special stuff. And uh, so Sam Darnold already sh- has shown he's, he's special. So that's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, so it's hard to believe that, uh, you know, then we get really get rolling, you know, next weekend. And you, of course, are going to the, uh, we'll be covering the Florida State, Alabama, massive, maybe the greatest opening game in college football history, a week from Saturday at 8 p.m. in the brand new uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Is that the right name? Yes, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Stadium. All right. Uh I think maybe they they're going to play or have already played, you know, a Falcons preseason game there. So they're a bit of a soft opening, but uh, it goes without saying, this is really going to be the big opening event of that stadium, and you'll be there. I'm sure you're excited. Uh, you know, the hype for this one is building big time already. Yeah, those are the two teams, John, in the southeast. They compete against each other on the recruiting trail. It's the ACC, SEC matchup. They're always trying to contend who has the better conference. Jimbo Fisher on the staff of Nick Saban at LSU. Nick Saban tried to hire him at Alabama. Uh, Jimbo Fisher chose to uh, go to Tallahassee where he thought Bobby Bowden would retire in a number of years. He, he uh, picked the correct school. He won a he championship there already, so he he can get top talent. They have a good running back coming in from Mississippi, Cam Makers, uh, good quarterback. They always have some uh, defensive backs that are very good. They have a uh, safety All-American caliber, one of the best in the business, cornerback, uh, good pass rushers. So, I mean, Alabama, this is going to be a game, John, that I've told people. Maybe these two teams meet again, maybe in Atlanta for the championship. I think I heard uh, Reese Davis from ESPN make that prediction yesterday. The teams that open the season will be the same two teams that close the season. Um, Yeah, Yeah, and I think, John, I think for college In the same stadium, I might add. Correct, correct. And, And I would say, John, for college football, I think people should wish for a close game. Correct. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, we got to see, you know, DeAndre Francis last year, the quarterback for 
Florida State, uh, you know, in that Showtime series. Um, he's, I mean, they're Florida State. They're, they're a great team. They're great every year, and I've seen them. In fact, they're the only other team besides Alabama that I've seen picked for number one in one of the polls, right? Yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody uh, mentioning mentioning the polls. Uh, Associated Press top twenty five. Uh, Alabama's yeah, I, number one for the second straight year. They are okay. What's the what's the top group look like? You have Alabama, Ohio State number two, Florida State number three, USC four, Clemson five, Penn State number six, Oklahoma seven, Washington eight. Wisconsin nine, and then John. Um, let me see if you can pick the tenth team. Can you pick the tenth team, or a few names you might think of in number ten that we haven't mentioned so far? Michigan. They're right near eleven. Oh, pretty close. Not bad. Um, geez, let me think. Uh, Florida, the Gators. Kind of a yeah, kind of a surprise. No, uh, Florida is down at seventeen. All right. All right. Um, hmm. Who I, I might I have missed? For, yeah, it's interesting for me, John, because I'm going to try to see this team on a Friday night. Actually, on a Friday night, is this one of the teams playing those new that new Friday night schedule? Uh, well, I'm not sure, but they're they're coming to Mobile to play South Alabama. Hmm. What league are they in? And, uh, what, what Big conference? Twelve. Big 12. Big 12. Texas? <laughs> no. Texas is, let me see where they have Texas this year, is number 23. With Tom Harmon. Tom Herman. Okay. I give yeah. up. Who do we got? The Cowboys. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Wow. How about that? Um, yeah. I was surprised myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of out of nowhere a little bit. I mean, they're always competitive. Uh, under Coach Mike Gundy, but you know, uh, top ten—that's that's awfully impressive to say the least. Yeah, yeah, they're, that's the second team in the in the Big Twelve. I mean, Oklahoma's at seven, and uh, then comes Oklahoma State at number ten. You have in the Big Ten, you have one, two, was it three teams in the top ten? Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State. Then and you Michigan have Clemson for eleven. Yeah, Michigan eleven. You have Florida State and Clemson in the ACC, two out of the top ten. Then you have USC Washington in the top ten. So you just have Alabama at the top, and that is only what's that one team in the top ten from the SEC. Right. Wow. And AP Alabama was in the news yet again this week. Uh, I think Nick Saban held some press conferences or whatever. Is that correct? Correct. He, yes, he did. He sure did. They, there they was had some press conferences, and uh, uh, a colleague of mine, Kurt McNair, asked him about the solar eclipse. He wasn't too interested. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker! Shocker! I love it. I, I can I can see that. I can see where. Be similar answer maybe to asking Bill Belichick the same question, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is the person who was in a establishment one time, I think in Ohio, and there was a robbery. And when the police came in to inquire about inquire and investigate, uh, Nick Saban and whoever the other coach was at the time 
They didn't even realize that it had taken place. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> that's great. I've never heard that story. I love it. Uh, that's that's just a classic. Um, but you know, they're also interesting, both he and Belichick, and of course they coached together on the famous Cleveland Browns coaching staff in late 90s, but it, you got to ask the question because the truth is, in a, in a perfect moment, both of them are capable of going on and on about a subject like that. For Belichick, it's often, you know, be at the eclipse, but, about, you know, if you ever talk Navy football or football history with Belichick, he'll, he'll go on at length, you know, if it's the right type of question. So you got to ask it. You never know. Oh, oh yeah. And he has some funny comments as well. And, and maybe there's a method to his madness if he spends all the time talking about something he proposed he doesn't care about, uh, then they'll shorten the press conference about his team. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a good way of looking at it. You could chew up <laughs> the entire press conference schedule right there on, on the Eclipse or whatever it may be that has nothing to do with the team. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. But yeah, that, that is surprising. Uh, so two SEC teams in the top 10, correct? That's it. You just have... Uh, wow. Actually, actually, just have the one, John. Just have the one. It's Alabama. Oh my! And then, and then Auburn comes in at number twelve, and LSU thirteen, Georgia fifteen, Florida seventeen, and uh, Tennessee twenty-five. I'm guessing it's been a while since there's only been one SEC team in the top ten, correct? A long while. Yes. Yeah. yeah pretty good while, I believe. I believe oh. so. That that's yeah. That just shows you. I mean, Alabama dominates, of course, but on the eastern side, uh, I mean, they they haven't been able to win in a while. The the championship, it's been a a number of years. I don't remember the exact amount, but... And there's nobody, like the highest-rated team on that side is um, uh, Georgia at 15. Okay. Yep, Georgia has those great running backs, right? Yeah, they got three good running, running backs. They sure do. Well, should be great. Um, it's going to be fun. Can't believe it's like actually here uh, this coming weekend that we get actual real college football. Uh, but with that said, uh, we're at the end of our final break. And uh, why don't we take that now and still a few things to get to on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-out expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is indeed this Saturday's marquee game, which is Stanford versus Rice from Australia at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, should be great. There's four other games that day, as we've detailed earlier in the show. So this Saturday, college football starts. And AP, we love our college football, but we also love to track how these college guys do in the pros. And uh, James Conner, great, great story, running back from Pitt and grew up in Western PA and uh, debuted yesterday for the Steelers against the Falcons. Uh, the team that was in the Super Bowl against Patriots, of course. And the uh, game was in Pittsburgh, and James Conner lit it up for 98 yards rushing on something that sounds like 20 carries. A lot of big chunk runs, and given, you know, his successful fight against cancer, it's just uh, great to see. And he just looked terrific, uh, especially, you know, Le'Veon Bell's out, hasn't signed yet, so... Uh, He's going to become a darling of the Pittsburgh Steelers crowd, to put it mildly, as he already was in yesterday's game against the Falcons. Uh, uh, John, of all the things that have happened in his life, and it's not always been pleasant that he's had to endure, this is a fabulous moment for him to, to play in Pittsburgh and be a part of the Steelers, and he's having a, a great opportunity to perform. There's nothing else that a rookie running back would like to do than carry the football and get a chance to show the fans that he's worthy of uh, carries throughout the season. Exactly. And he, of course, played his college ball at Pitt, had a tremendous career that, again, was interrupted by cancer. And one of the things I remember, very likable guy, but one of the things I remember is, you know, when he returned, uh, you know, to play for the Panthers, he, like, left made arrangements for all the doctors, nurses, and anybody who helped him to be at his games and stuff like that, which just spoke volumes about who he is. He seems just so highly regarded and beloved. And beloved is a word that, uh, you know, I could see getting attached to him, uh, you know, assuming he plays as well as he did yesterday. He is going to be quite the hit. And, yeah, so it was interesting. I was thinking, you know, Steelers made some interesting draft picks. They have to be pleased because before they drafted Connor, they drafted J.J. Watt's brother, 
Uh, TJ, who in the first preseason game, believe it or not, AP, uh, had two sacks against the Giants in the first five plays of the game. And then Juju Smith-Schuster from USC, as in the first receiver drafted by the Steelers out of USC since a guy named Lynn Swan. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, he, you know, he's making an impact, too. So I'll make a nice catch uh, in one of the preseason games. And uh, so, yeah, I think they're pretty excited. They, they could have some real impact players down there. Uh, so, yeah, as always, a lot of excitement in Pittsburgh. And I just happen to, you know. Be tuned in for, uh, you know, I DVR'd it yesterday and, uh, you know, checked it out a little bit. So, yeah, so I've been tuning into the Steelers preseason games along with the Patriots, the Bucks, um, and it was great, uh, to say the least. Uh, Patriots game the other night was really, really fun to watch. Uh, Brady started Gronk, played in his first game since 2012, preseason game. So, uh, so yeah, and I watched the Bucks jaguars last week, too. So there's been some really excellent preseason games this year that I've enjoyed immensely. Yeah, you mentioned Jameis Winston. Yes. I think the coaches are really pleased that he improved, improved <clears throat> on his accuracy. I mean, that's something that uh, when you speak of quarterbacks, that that's a uh, you know something that's undetermined in in a person's career. How much can you improve their your accuracy? So that I'm reading here ten percent. That's quite a bit. Yes, he made one really bad throw. He was being tackled and you know falling down on his back, but not quite down. He just threw the ball up, uh, you know, for grabs, and it was intercepted. But they ruled he was like already falling down or whatever. Anyway. It didn't count as an interception, but it was a, a really bad play. But uh, anyway, um, he looked great. The Bucks' whole team looked great. And AP, I don't know if you're checking out uh, any of HBO's Hard Knocks, but they're, of course, featuring the Bucks. And Jameis Winston is just really quite a leader. He did a cool thing in last week's where he went around to each locker like pounding the guy on the shoulder pads right in his ear to pretty much every player on the team saying, I got your back. I got your back. I got your back. And it was just awesome to see. I mean, he is just nonstop chatter. I'm sure you know this. You, you grew up in Alabama. You've known him, known about him yeah. for years. Uh, but wow, he is just like an electric personality to put it mildly. Yeah, the players respond to, to that type of personal engagement. And yep. he tries to connect with every player on a deep level. And there's no question that he's going to be the leader of any football team if he's on that roster. So a big personality. And if, if the head coach is looking for leadership to come from a particular position or player, you don't have to search very far when you have Jameis Winston on your team. Exactly. No doubt about it. And on the flip side, we have Blake Bortles, uh, still inconsistent. Uh, he had, you know, missed a wide open receiver uh, that really brought groans and boos from the crowd. And then after the game against the Bucks, which the Bucks won handily, 
Um, they dominated. There's no other way to say it. Um, you know, Coach Doug Marone basically declared it an open competition, which we're talking major news, AP. I mean, Blake Bortles is the number three overall pick from a couple years ago. The other quarterback is Chad Henney, who I saw lighted up in person last week, believe it or not, up in Foxborough against the Patriots. And suddenly we have, you know, immediately following the game, the coach declaring that the quarterback job is basically even and open between Blake Bortles, number three overall pick, who we know well from Central Florida, and, you know, Chad Henney, who, you know, is at best a journeyman near the end of his career. They're pretty shocking, but Henny's playing well. I mean, if you didn't know anything and you just tuned into the game, you'd say, well, Henny's the better quarterback, unequivocally, based on what you saw last week. Yeah, John, in, in the NFL, it's rare, rare that you have the quarterback competition is, is wide open, let's say. There might be a first and second <clears throat> guy battling out when it's wide open. That's those words you rarely hear in the NFL. It was shocking. I mean, I, in fact, I don't think I'm you know, exaggerating to say it may have been the most shocking preseason post-game press conference I can remember. I mean, you know, I'm just, I, I watched the game, so, you know, I'm just watching the press conference, not expecting much, and suddenly he just drops this, like, really what's the equivalent of a bombshell. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was fascinating, to say the least. And, uh, you know, never a moment. Doug Marone is not a guy who, you know, uh, is worried about what he says. Let's not forget, he walked away from the Buffalo Bills mid-contract a couple a year or two ago. So, uh, a coach who speaks his mind, I'm guessing. Yeah, John, that's been his M.O. throughout his career. And, and then also, John, this highlights the fact that the quarterback position, it's very um, difficult to, to choose who's going to be a good player in that league. Correct. Exactly. It's just near impossible you know I've, we've discussed this often and uh it, it's just you don't know until they're out on the field period and the bullets are flying so well ap hard to believe we've uh you know we've come to the end of another show but uh great job as always today and uh now the real fun starts with college football this coming saturday and we can't wait and it's going to be another fun season to to work together on well thank you john All right, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.